Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. And welcome everyone, and welcome to Whole Life Healing. Uh, I want to give you a little something to think about this week, a little something to practically apply to your life to make your week a little bit better, and every once in a while, maybe make your life a little bit better, and a little something to challenge you outside of your box, to get out of your maybe normal routine, or maybe even just the way you think about things. Today, we're talking about Citizen Kane and me, and I'm going to kind of give you the a different take, maybe, on having a great life. And so if you're interested in having a great life, I think this will apply to you. Let me start with a quote from the movie Citizen Kane, one of the top-rated movies of all time in the United States. Uh, it's on every top 100 list I've ever seen. It's in a lot of top 10 lists. Uh, an old movie, not one of my favorites really, but uh, really good, very highly rated. This is a direct quote, and it's from the primary character, Charles Foster Kane, who is played in the movie by Orson Welles. And here's, here's the quote that Charles Foster Kane says in the movie. If I hadn't been very rich, I might have been a really great man. Now, as you go through this week, I would challenge you to think about that. If I hadn't been really, if I hadn't been very rich, I might have been a really great man. You know, there's several angles to come at this from. One of them is how many people think their life would be great if they were very rich. <laughs> and in fact, in the movie, I believe that the primary character, Charles Foster Kane, believe that about his own life until he got to the place where he said this in the movie when he realized that not only did being very rich not make him great, it may have been the thing that prevented him from being great. And it also put him in a double bind. Because the next thing you might think, if you're thinking about this logically, you know, if that were to really happen to somebody in real life, was, okay, well, if that's how you feel, then why don't you just get rid of the money? I mean, give it all away or, or whatever. Well, the basic thing is he couldn't. He just couldn't get himself to do that. And... And I see that all the time with the success of the healing codes. I've been able to work with a good many uh, famous people. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. It's called the Third Coast, uh, L.A., New York, and Nashville. It's uh, called Music City. It's one of the biggest um, music 
uh, cities in the world, country music, but really all kinds of music now. It's a, it's a cosmopolitan city, maybe the smallest cosmopolitan city in the United States. A lot of people here from New York, a lot of people here from originally from Los Angeles, from Chicago, from the other really, really big cities because of all the things that go on here that, that are pretty unique to a city this size. So I've been able to work with uh, a lot of, of pretty famous people here in Nashville and around the world too. And I've experienced that same thing as I've counseled them that whether it's money or fame or property or whatever, they can't give that up, even if they feel like this is the thing that's really weighing me down and holding me back in my life. It, it's, an, it's an interesting phenomenon. So this week, what I'd ch like to challenge you to think, pray, meditate about is what is keeping you from being great or from having a great life. There's a television commercial on a lot these days. I don't remember exactly what it's for. It may be a, a supplement or a car company. I, I, I don't know. But I've seen it a number of times. And they ask that question. They say, uh, do you want to have a good life? And their answer is, no, nobody wants that. Everybody wants a great life. And I would agree that if you ask people that question, you know, if you have the choice, if you can have a great life, are you okay with a good life, not a great life? And probably pretty much everyone would say, well, no, not if it's just I have that choice. Do I want good or great? Of course I want great. Okay, and what I would posit to you today is that everyone can have a great life, at least a great life for you, that maybe no one else would define as great, but for you and your life, it is great, and you would feel that it was great once you got there for you and your life. Webster defines great as considerably above the normal or average. Considerably, considerably above the normal or average. Uh, some of my favorite quotes about greatness. Oprah Winfrey, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is a stepping stone to greatness. And I agree with that. It, it's a paradoxical truth. Failure is a stepping stone to greatness. Uh, Faust, a very famous uh, philosopher and writer, a grateful heart is a beginning of greatness. It is an expression of humility. It is a foundation for the development of virtues like prayer, faith, courage, contentment, happiness, love, and well-being. The very famous quote by William Shakespeare, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Anne Frank, 
Human greatness does not lie in wealth or power, but in character and goodness. People are just people, and all people have faults and shortcomings, but all of us are born with a basic goodness. Tolstoy, there is no greatness where there is no simplicity, goodness, and truth. And, and it goes on and on and on. But I want to ask you to pray and ponder this week. What is keeping you from being great or from having a great life? Where, not just how you would answer people, because a lot of, a lot of us, if people ask us, you know, just in conversation, Hey Alex, how you doing? You know, I might respond... Great! I am doing great. How are you doing? And uh, in and earlier in my life, you know, when I was kind of living a different kind of life, I would even lie and say that. If I was doing terrible, sometimes I would say, Great! I'm doing great. How are you doing? And, um, and I find a lot of people do that. They want people to think they're doing great, even if they're not. Uh, Another thing is we tend to judge greatness by externals, which causes us to compare ourselves and feel bad if we've not achieved those same externals, money, power, fame, property, stuff, whatever. And it causes us to try to achieve externals as a way to be great when if we get to that place of externals, money, power, stuff, fame, whatever, that will not make us feel great. In fact, it will probably end have us end up like feel, feeling like Charles Foster Kane. I might have been really great if I hadn't had the money, power, fame, etc. Because greatness is internal. Greatness is relational. A brand new study just came out. It was reported in Bloomberg, I believe, two days ago. And they were, they were surveying people to find out how do you define success. And greatness and success would certainly be connected, related, linked. Okay, And number one was a stress-free life. Number two was relationships. Well, to me, really, both of those are internal. I can't have a good, right relationship unless I am right internally with myself. If I'm not right internally with myself, that relationship's going to have problems. And the same with the other person and me, okay? The way you have a great relationship is both people being internally good or right with themselves, with God, etc. So how about you? You know, as, as, I've, as I've counseled people over the years, when I ask them, all right, what is keeping you from a great life or what would need to happen for you to be able to truly, honestly, from the bottom of your heart, say, yes, I have a great life they can usually identify one thing that is much bigger 
than anything else. For me, I'll tell you mine, when I was about 26, 27, 28 years old, uh, actually my whole life up until that time, was impatience, okay? Um, I was impatient about everything. I want it now. And if I have pain, I want it gone now. Or I drive everybody crazy and I'm miserable. And no matter what happens, I'm not going to be okay until this pain is gone. Well, the problem is sometimes pain and hardship and suffering and failure, as Oprah Winfrey said and the quote I read from her a minute ago, Sometimes those things are the stepping stones to greatness. And so if I don't step on those stepping stones, I don't get to that destination. So if I had some sort of pain, and that could be non-physical, boredom is a type of pain, that was a really big one for me, then I'm not stepping on those stones, and I'm not getting to the great life that I could get to if I would embrace those stepping stones that I see as negative, but maybe they're really positive in, for me in my life and, and, and what I need to get to the next level of my life. The other thing is you can break your life down into roles or components. And I would encourage you to do this, to just jot these down on a piece of paper. Okay, what are the different roles or components of my life? For me, Alex, I'm a husband. That's a role. I am a brother. That's a role. Um, I have work that I do. That's a role. I have neighbors. I have friends. Um, I'm a father. Okay. Uh, I have I have some uh, leisure time and hobbies sort of things. Okay. Well, usually in each of those roles or components, you can break it down and to one thing as well. For instance, as a husband in my relationship with Hope, if that relationship is not great, what is, what is keeping it from being great or what would have to happen, at least from my end, for it to become a great relationship? And for me, it was being focused on my pleasure as far as our marriage went. All right? I'm a father of Harry and George, two wonderful boys. What, what is keeping that relationship from being great? Or, or um, you know, it, it, that would be two, Harry, George. What's... What, is keeping my relationship with Harry from being great and what would have to happen to make it great, same with George, etc. Uh, I've always had a great relationship with Harry and George. I guess, I guess the one thing I might say is uh, more time with them, although I've always spent lots and lots of time with them, as my dad did with me, but maybe more time. But those relationships have always been great. Um, in my career, my work, I would say early in, uh, up, again, up until 26, 27, 28, the thing that kept my work from being great is I was focused on money and I was focused on the end result 
instead of the right now process. And to me now, the right now process is the result. Not the end thing that's money or whatever. It's the right now process. So, but if I make the right now process my goal, then I end up getting to the desired end result faster and way, way, way better because I'm focused on the quality of what I'm doing every step, every moment along the way. Okay, so I would write down on your piece of paper this week, what is keeping my life from being great and with the one thing, and what is the one thing that would have to change or happen for it to be great, and then the same with each of your roles or components of your life. And then, after you have those, for me it was impatience, for me it was uh, more time, for me it was um, not being focused on money and the end result, but the right now, okay, those were things for me. Then, then I would say, okay, what is the internal thing in me that needs to change, not the external circumstances? And then number two, what do I need to start doing or not doing in the present moment toward making those things great? And I believe if you will do just those few things as, as well as meditate and pray about them continually, you will get to a place, and usually it's pretty quick because the externals really don't, the externals change from the internals. So the internals can change quickly. And when the internals change, because they don't have blood or bone or tissue or circumstances that have to change. The internals don't. And then once those internals change, they will change your externals. Usually, fairly automatically and effortlessly. Now, sometimes not without any effort, but you can actually be working harder and it doesn't even seem like work once the internals are changed. So, those are a few things I would take a look at in your life today and at, to see, okay, what needs to change, what's holding me back in my life overall, in every role and component of my life, what's the internal, and what is the action item in the present moment that I can start doing or not doing walking toward that. Okay, I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my, my headset evidently ran out of juice, and I had no idea that I was not still on. I apologize. Johanna, do you know the last thing that you heard? No, 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 that, that's okay. So, so the, bo the bottom line here is write down on your paper and evaluate. In my life overall and in every role of my life, 
What's the thing holding me back from that being great? What is the thing I need to start doing that would take me closer to that being great? And then enact those two things. And the internal is the most important because the internal controls the external. And the internal can usually change pretty quickly because no bone, blood, or tissue has to change. No circumstances have to change. But when the internal changes because it's controlling, it will automatically start changing the external. And very often, quickly, and people will describe as effortlessly. Now, it's not effortless. In fact, sometimes they're working harder than they've ever worked. But because the internal has changed, it doesn't seem like hard work. In fact, they'll say it doesn't even seem like work anymore. Okay? I believe every one of us, I don't care what you're born into, uh, whether you, you're born with a silver spoon or in poverty, you can have a great life for you in whatever situation that you're in, as Webster defines it, considerably above the average or just good. But the only way to do that is to be in harmony with the spiritual principles. And I hope that what I've laid out is the spiritual principles. The internal comes first. What's holding me back? What has to happen? What has to change? Fix the internal. The internal will control the external. Do not be focused on the end result. Be focused on the right now in the present moment in love as best you can. You'll never do that perfectly, but you can do it better and better for you. And, and do not compare your greatness to anyone else. Okay, if I compare my greatness to Jesus or Gandhi or Mother Teresa or somebody like that, it makes me feel terrible, okay? Um, it, it, you know, some people compare themselves to, in business, to a billionaire, and it probably makes them feel terrible. And they think, you know what? I need to work 24 hours a day and become a billionaire. And most of them can't ever do that. But even the one that does, typically, once they get there, are a billionaire and unhappy and miserable. Because they've gone against what Bloomberg found just recently, reported a couple days ago, that the two most important things are a stress-free life and relationships. Well, they probably um, spiked their stress in order to become a billionaire and didn't pay, his, pay enough attention to the important people in their life so that down the road they knew my priorities were wrong. I emphasized and prioritized the wrong things and now I can't go back. I can't ever get that time back. And I would, most of them would say, I would give my money now to have those relationships be right. So live by the spiritual principles and you will have a great life for you, which is what 
everyone wants. But it's paradoxical. You become great, really, by giving up your external vision of greatness and surrendering it to the internal vision of greatness. So try that this week. Evaluate that. Start walking toward it. Use some of our tools to help you clean up the internal junk that uh, maybe maybe has, until this point, made it almost impossible for you to do this. But when you clean up that stress, those memories with fear and anger and all that stuff in them, then I believe you will be able to do it and become great for your life and those that you love and care about.